two A's in the mirror, uh-huh. Three K's, two A's, mirror, mirror, uh-huh. Three K's, two A's in the mirror, uh-huh. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got up on mine. Welcome to another exciting episode of Black on Both Sides. I'm one half of your host, King Kunta 3X. Say all that shit, or none of it. It's up to you. It's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. Remember those? Well, if you don't, you're probably too young to be listening to us, but whatever. Anyway, and the other half, your co-host, the distinguished gentleman from Georgia. Uh, my co-host, man. Uh, fuck Dennis, but some Dennis fuck with him. Mr. Beyonce, what up, B? <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh, man, I know you've uh, been engulfed. Well, you don't, you're not really a big social media guy, but I don't know how you've avoided this shit. This, this, this outpouring of love for DMX. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I mean, and, shit. And, and hate. I've seen some hate recently. Oh, I ain't seen any hate yet. Let's, but oh, you saw some hate. What was that? They're, gonna can- they're trying to cancel him about... Um, the, don't cancel dead man. Something about guys who have sex with other guys. Some some lyric he had in his song or whatever. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name of the song, but off top, how do you cancel somebody who's already been canceled? Who's dead? Right? Like, what the, what's like and and it's not like he can say, "Oh, I, I don't believe that anymore." At this point, it's too late. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can't go back on those words now. It's, it's so stupid to have waited until after he died to say this is a problem. We need to get rid of this guy. Shit, cancel him. I'm going to shit. I'm gonna play Rough Riders Anthem as soon as this is over with. Matter of fact, feel free to lay any DMX tracks over this shit. Right. As you, you know, at your leisure. You ain't canceling Earl Simmons. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, not going to Matter of fact, I, didn't, I ain't seen that shit, so I can't speak on it, B. Yo, man, I, you, you got an honest face. <laughs> Some would say. <laughs> the face of a butterscotch, uh, Gerald Levert. Anyway. Wow. Uh, what, what's up with these flavors, man? Can I just be a color? Do I have to be a flavor and a color? Gerald Levert, man. It's the hair, man. Shit. It's them curls and the beard. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, anywho, back to what I was saying. So I haven't seen it yet. All I've seen is love for, for DMX. Um, I mean, it's like he's America's favorite crackhead. Right? Is that too soon? <laughs> no, I think that's on point. He still I was, mean, what he I, was a geek monster. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like shit. I mean, he's, you know, he's that... The nigga, yeah. <sighs> black on both sides. We try to give you the real, straight, unadulterated opinion on the happenings, the comings and goings, and pop political culture. So that being said, this ain't for everybody. Let's close the door. Right. Come on in. Take a seat. Is the door closed? Door's closed. B. Um. The. Uh, drug addict died from a drug overdose. Did I miss anything? Nope. Sounds like it's up, that's par. Par for the course. And his home city of Yonkers, New York, is trying to figure out what to do to honor him. Um, I, I feel like I'm missing something. So hold on, let me let me just so the drug addict. When I say drug addict, I don't mean like I mean like hard shit, crack. Died oh, real deal from a drug overdose. And we are looking for a way to honor the legacy. 
<laughs> officially the city of Yonkers. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Free crack for everybody. When all this was happening, I was like, I wasn't surprised. Were you surprised as this was, you know, because they tried to pronounce him dead all, almost every day last week until he was finally dead. What, right. Were you surprised by this turn of events? No. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. But that versus was banging. I mean, shit. You know, <clears throat> I guess every person has flaws, okay? Yeah. Um, the amount of love that I've seen, which isn't the hate that you've seen, you know, shows that people really liked his energy, I guess. Um, Cause his music isn't terribly deep. It's just, uh, it just captures just raw emotion. I think was what I would say. Right. And, and that raw emotion has some authenticity to it that I think a lot of people gravitated to. Uh, he had some huge performances. I'm thinking about that 1999 Woodstock performance when uh, it's the one that they had. The, it's, the, it's the picture of him in the red. You know. I don't remember that. The red. I don't know. I explain it. It's like it's like overall, it's overalls, but shorts. The 90s were a wild time. The overall <laughs> shorts. They were. The 90s were a wild time. Uh, and he's he's performing and you just see seas of people. Always. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they said that's one of the, like, you know, one of the one of the uh, biggest hip hop performances on the planet. Might have been. I don't know. Might have been because that thing was also broadcast. Might have been MTV thing. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, and so he's, you know, his his albums. I mean, we didn't really get into this as deep as we could have back with that verses between him and Snoop. But he has a lot of number one albums. I didn't realize he's got he might have three or four. Yeah. And they all came out and, like, uh, like in the same year. Two of them came out in the same year, I believe. Oh, he went full murder ink. He just went bam, 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 bam. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then crack. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but you know, the man had demons. And one of the things that you know he's also known for is, is his deep religious reverence, particularly with Christianity. That's like he's you know he's famous for that DMX prayer. These prayers that he gives is you know the street prophet type thing. Yeah. Which is interesting to me, because the man had a lot of flaws. I mean, he had a lot of flaws, but you know, he also seemed exceptionally religious. It's the it's the raw emotional thing. He just had, he's just very raw and relatable. I guess is what I want to say. Very connected. Very connected to his feet. Right, and because it was raw, relatable. Because it was relatable. Because there's a certain authenticity to. Uh, the energy, uh, the pain, uh, the hunger, I guess. Um, just all these raw emotions, that's what people, you know, really connect with. And, uh, you know, he's he's got, you know, many of his songs, you know, just tell the story of like, you know, my late teens and up to mid-20s. I mean, he was just... There was always a DMX banger playing somewhere, uh, mostly high energy stuff. And, uh, and so, I mean, I don't know where he stands on hip hop Mount Rushmore. I'm laughing because you're going to make fun of me. But I was thinking about what my favorite DMX song was. What is it? The one with Cisco. 
I'm not going to lie. While I was talking, I kind of had the names running. It was Brenda, Sean, <laughs> <laughs> Inez, and Felicia, Stacy, Tracy, Veronica, Wanda, Kim. About three Kims. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So uh, that's not my favorite, but that's that, you know, that that is, uh, you know, what is my favorite DMX song? I think. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there are a lot of great ones. Yeah, you know, Obviously, I like uh, that's why he's Rough so Riders Anthem. Yeah. I mean, that's what he came out with. Um, X won't give it to you. You know, they got some new play with those Deadpool movie or that last Deadpool movie kind of bleed, bleed some life into that. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, he's got... Hits are not questionable. He has hits. Right. You know, and I saw something that said he could go on any street in America and have credibility. I kind of believe that. Agreed. I kind of believe that as far as people, you know, in the hood, and not too many niggas you're going to find that don't fuck with DMX. They have a problem with DMX. I right. Just, yeah. Um, you know, he's one of those, you know, Wu-Tang type New York dudes, meaning he's not really gang related, but he's street related, whatever the fuck that means. He's got street credibility. Yeah. Um, but he smokes crack. Uh, and B, do we talk about this? The what he said, how he first started uh, smoking crack. Do we talk about that? How that we, happened? We didn't talk about it, but I've I've heard the story. It just seems kind of stupid. Well, you know, the story that I heard was that you know he was coming up, struggling, whatnot. He was hanging out with older people, uh, you know, trying to be with that with the crowd of what they was doing. They were doing things they weren't supposed to be doing, and so he was, you know, going to have some weed with one of somebody he saw as a big brother. And it wasn't just weed. There was there was crack in there. And that, from that point forward, as DMX's own words, the monster was created. So, you know, there's a lot of wild stories about DMX showing up to recording uh, sessions with crack. With crack. He smokes crack. Fan of the crack. And, uh, you know, he had a troubled career, a troubled life, not really, a troubled life when he wasn't making music. I mean, he's been arrested so many times. Uh, often drug related. Um, and and he'd been in and he'd been out. He'd been in and out. But at the same time, you know, people still liked this dude. Um, and and so to me, it was interesting seeing just the outpouring of industry folk. We had you know, it, it's the same thing of that Nipsey hustle type thing. When um, a long time ago, when Nipsey passed, we were talking about how you know how can you not find you know. How can everybody, you know, seem to, to fuck with this dude? Until you told me what you said, be when we at the top of the show, I hadn't really seen any negativity, but I guess there is some. So, but for the most part, it seems like everybody got a DMX story. Yeah. Everybody got a DMX picture, <laughs> and uh, uh, and so you know, it's interesting to me. Um, uh, so, I hope. Uh, that wherever he's gone, he's, he can find some sort of rest to whatever, you know, to, from the addiction, because addiction, you know, I, I made seems like we made light of it. Not we, me, I made light of it, but addiction actually a really serious thing. And, uh, and, you know, it's, it's something that people have to fight every day, every day. They have to, you know, try to listen to the quote unquote better angels and not go down the path. And it seems like DMX, you know, he won a lot, but he lost a lot. And from what I could tell, I think they're saying that he was sold something with fentanyl in it. I'm not sure. That was you heard anything about what was actually was in, what he actually took? This time, you mean? That caused yeah, this, this time. 
No, I haven't heard. I, you know, there's there's also the reports that he took the COVID the vaccine too. So like, there's there's a lot of uh, misinformation. How about that shit later? Uh, but yeah, man. So um, Earl Simmons. Um, I so let's talk about the legacy. I don't necessarily know where I would put him on. You know. On lists of like you know MCs of all time, he, in my opinion, he wasn't. He's not. He's not a lyrical guy, right? You know, um, I'd say he's not even really a storyteller. It's just um, the songs, just the songs. They give yeah. you. They give you a kind of kind of like how Meek Mill's songs give you a kind of energy. You wouldn't say Meek Mill's the best rapper in the world, but his songs have a different kind of energy. DMX just had good songs, and those good songs also had good energy. Right. Um, Right. So I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't say he'd be in, in, in my top list of MCs. Yeah. Nah. But those songs are classic. He got classic songs, um, commercially successful songs, songs that cross, you know, genres. Remember you was telling me, uh, we were talking about uh, Usher and Chris Brown. You say, ask a white person if they know any Chris Brown songs. And right. Well, you ask a white person the only DMX song, you're going to hear, they will. You hear uh, several. <laughs> yeah, they are going to know them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, shit, I fucks with DMX, man. Yeah, Rough Riders. Right. They start barking at you. You don't even know. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it's sad. I think, you know, when I saw the verses of him and Snoop, it looked like he kind of settled into maybe, maybe trying to, you know, ride on out gracefully. Uh, you seem, you know, but I, I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. You know, like I said, you're never free from addiction. Um, so, uh, Beyonce and Jay Z, have you heard about what they've done with in connection with DMX? They are going to buy his masters for ten million dollars, and they're going to give the masters to his children, all seventeen of them. Pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, hopefully, you know, that's something for his family. 17 people is a lot of fucking people. Um, but uh, so, you know, it's sad, but not surprising of, of, of where we are. Um, I don't know. Um, and I mentioned earlier that his city, uh, Yonkers, is going to do something to uh to honor him i don't know what that is my name is street i have no idea but something is in the works so that gets me to my other point from what i saw be you know and i didn't see what you did about the people saying i guess homophobia is what you're getting at you said it has some ho- alleged homophobia well, homophobic he, he had some pretty pretty um um what's the word i'm looking for they were i'm gonna see if, i'm gonna see if i can find it but it's pretty bad if you want to hear it well, I mean, he came up during a time where certain things were expected, right? Of hip hop artists. I mean, you think about Biggie. You know, what do you say? Uh, what's that? What's that line? Uh, like two dicks and no bitch, something like that. That was just a, uh, you know, that was a time when a lot of things were, you know, were considered okay, right? Even appropriate to convey a uh, thought, and so. You know, I don't think he ever corrected that. Uh, I think DMX maybe was very evangelical. I know evangelicism sometimes, you know, takes a very high 
uh, anti-homophobic stance on things. So I'm not too, too surprised he wouldn't try to walk any of the past things he may have said he about that back. His body is not Let's even in the ground and you have people coming after him. There's a growing chorus of feminists and LGBT activists who not only want to shine a light on some of DMX's lyrics, but they're pushing to have him canceled altogether. The activists ah. say they're concerned with some of the lyrics from DMX's songs that may be considered homophobic and anti-women. The activists appear to be focusing on two of DMX's songs in particular. First is X is Coming, a hardcore song about a rapist's warning that he will seek revenge. The lyrics describe him raping an underage girl. And if you got a daughter older than 15, I'm going to rape her. Take on the living room floor right there in front of you. D-I-C-K action, seriously, what you want to do. Frustrating, isn't it? Want to kill me, but I'm going to kill you. Now watch me, F-U-C-K, just a little while longer, please, will you? Another song with controversial lyrics is his hit, Where the Hood At, in which DMX appears to be making disparaging comments against gay and trans men. The lyrics go like this. Last I heard, y'all niggas was having sex with the same sex. I show no love to homo thugs. Empty out, reload, and throw more slugs. How you gonna explain effing a man? Even if we squash the beef, I ain't touching your hand. I don't bump with chumps for those who've been to jail. That's the cat with the Kool-Aid on his lips and pumps. I don't F with niggas that think they broads only know how to be one way. That's the dog. What y'all think about that, fam? Yeah, so that was, you know, the brother Willie D. Well, B, you saw me bob my head because I got where the hood at stuck in my head. And so I was like, shit, where the hood I never heard that in where the hood at. But hey. Really? Where the hood, where the hood, no, I've heard the, the song. I never heard those lyrics in where the hood at. Oh, the lyrics aren't important. Yeah. Not the point. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they're coming after him now. Uh, literally, literally, pretty literally, everything that he's being accused for talking about, you know, raping someone that's underaged, having a problem with people who are, are, you know, gay or trans. Um, have you heard of a guy by the name of Christopher Wallace? Of course. Some people might say he's the uh, best rapper to ever live. I'm not one of those people, but I understand people who would, who would think that. Yeah. Uh, so until they get to canceling Chris, go ahead and shut the fuck on up. Well, Chris got some problematic shit. Yeah. I, but, I, but I think that the, the first example he gave about the rape in the 15-year-old or whatever, anything, I mean, anybody over 15, I don't believe, and of course, here we go again. Here I, here I go again, speculating from, a, from the Beyonce perspective. But I do this, I did this for Trump too, so you're going to have to listen to me on this one. What he was saying was he was trying to be shocking. The, the whole point of it was to say something so absurd and so um, egregious that it would make you be like, oh, man, that, that would suck. That was the point of it. It, it's a, it was a battle type of rap. It was a, it was a aggressive thing. And on, on purpose, it was off-putting because the, it, the aim was to make you go, ooh. 
I don't know that he, you know, I don't know whether or not he's a, a 16-year-old rapist or not. It was about how it made you feel. It wasn't like he was saying he's really going to go do this. It was, you know, it was a way to make you be more upset about what he was saying. The second part, I don't know that many people his age, my age, maybe even in your age, in that time period, in the 90s, there was no distinction between a good guy and a guy that felt, felt like that. You wouldn't say that a person who felt like that was a bad guy. That's, that's, more, that's a newer thing where it's like, oh, we have to call these people out who are, you know, making, making um, light of violence towards gay people. or That wasn't a thing back then. And, and being judged today by those standards is ridiculous, especially since he's dead. And he can't even, you can't ask him, hey, well, how do you feel about gay men now? I'm assuming, as most of us did, we've grown a little softer to our stance on, on gay and uh, any, any homosexual things, whether that be male or female. I would say that most of us have, have softened our stance on that. And it was a place of, it was how we were trained. It's how we were developed and brought up. So it wasn't like it was even our fault. It was just something that, that was. So you're not you're talking about the early '90s. You're not talking about 2000. The early you're not talking about 2010. You're talking about the 90, the late '90s. Yeah, I mean, I'm not co-signing any of the lyrics that that uh, that are at issue. I'm not doing that. But what I will say is, I'm agreeing 100 with you. Be is that at, at this time in hip hop, because those are not new songs, right? Uh, I'm just reading through. Uh, uh, notorious B.I.G. Dead Wrong, and, and there's a reason why he kept coming to mind because the B.I.G. has a lot of problematic sh- shit. That's for sh- that's the shock. Yeah, it's 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 uh, you know, it, it, it's almost battle like rhyming. It's to shock, to disrespect, uh, to get a reaction. Uh, it's fiction. Um, and so you know, we can't talk about canceling D.M.X. because if we doing that shit, one you know. Brooklyn better not be in the fucking house. I don't want to hear you. I don't even know. You know, you can't play none of Notorious B.I.G.'s shit. You can't. So, and as far as all, you know, all these rappers, Fat Joe, all these rappers that got older, you know, they had, you know, that's just what was, that's just what it was. Dr. Dre, Snoop, that's you, just what it was. You can't play. Society so, was a different place. You can't even play socially conscious music like Goody Mob. Goody Mob has a song where it's a guy talking about, um, uh, Gay rights activists, even not even just gay gay people, but gay rights activists, and how you mm-hmm. gonna fuck them up? So like, homophobia. It wasn't was homophobia a part then. of hip hop until what four years ago? Yeah, I don't know. It, it wasn't. You can't even call back then homophobia because it was. It wasn't. That wasn't that phrase or that term wasn't coined to be used the way that it is now back then. So you can't even. No, call, that's just what society that. was. Right. Uh, relatedly, B, did you hear about Kid Cudi's performance on SNL last night? I saw some pictures. He was in a dress and had on jewelry, women's jewelry, and all kind of stuff. He said he was trying to pay homage to Kurt Cobain's performance on SNL. Ah, okay. Yeah, Kurt Cobain had like you know clothes underneath the dress that you could see. Right, he was he was really doing it. Yeah, Kid Cudi went full. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Billy Porter. He went. F- all we needed was a fabulous headpiece, but he didn't have it because, you know, he didn't coordinate that shit. You got can't be new to it. You got to be true to it. I mean, come on, kid, Cuddy. Social media is a thing. Got to holler at your boy, Billy. Get you right. Um, and then yesterday, I also saw Jaden Smith 
he was trying to post a picture of some new hairdo he had, purple twists, and that nigga was wearing pearls. Little Nas X, that nigga trying to be relevant again. Relevant? Shit, he went, what, plat? No. Diamond? Diamond. Yeah, you know, he's, you know, he's, everybody know how he gets down, and now he's, uh, he got in trouble with Nike with those uh, satanic shoes, and so, I mean, it's just, it, things are different now, one. Two, you can't cancel a dead person. Not at all. You can't. Fuck out of here with that. You no, know, I'm, I'm still going to play Michael Jackson. You know, I still when play I get R. Kelly. to myself, I'm going to hit that 12 play. <laughs> yeah. The double uh, this too. Right. So, I mean, so, you know, it, we live in a time period now to where everybody's going, somebody's, somebody's going to be offended somewhere. Yeah. No matter what you do. No matter what you do. Somebody's going to be offended somewhere. Again, I'm not co-signing anything that DMX said. Uh, it's it you know it probably it wasn't you know it, it it shouldn't have been acceptable back then but it was yep you know a lot of these thoughts on on trans rights right now people are deciding one way or another and another ten years from now some of the thoughts about trans rights won't be acceptable then it's just yeah society moves not everybody does I'm gonna ask you this question in '95 did you know what a transvestite was or transsexual was like, did you have the yeah. word? Did you have the word for it already? Not had you yeah, seen. Remember, not, remember, not had you remember, seen uh, O ODB said Eddie Murphy taught that taught him that at the back of the house. Oh, he said ninety five. Big back got your money. Didn't come out to. I'm saying, like in 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 mid nineties, I don't know that I knew the word transsexual or transvestite. I don't know that I knew that word. I can't. I had sure heard say, transvestite. I just knew it was it was it was not the, it was not the move. I knew I knew that men dressed up like and thought they were women or felt like they were women, but I didn't know the word. I didn't, you know, I thought it was just, you know, at that point I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a word for it. So like you're saying that I'm against something I didn't even have a word for. Yeah. But you know, we knew that, you know, as was was my grandmother say, Oh, he's funny. Somebody is funny over there. He's funny. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He's lighting the loafers. He got some tassels on his leg. So they got to give us a break, man. Everybody has to give us a break. Has to give all of well, us. They're not a break. going to. They're going to have. They're not to. going to. They're going to have. And to. it's fine. It's fine because ain't shit going to change. You know, if you got a problem with DMX, well, shit. You know, you probably wasn't fucking with DMX to begin with. So yeah. whatever. Um. Any event. So uh, rest in peace, DMX. And I literally, I really do mean rest in peace. Sometimes somebody say die, and I'll say rest in power. No, I, I hope that, you know, if there's something after all this life that, you know, Earl Simmons can find peace because I can't imagine uh, what it would be to to be an addict, you know, that you know, try to keep the monster at bay every day, um, every day. So, uh, but Kid Cudi and, 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 uh, and, and uh, Will Smith's kid, Jaden, I just, you know, they just, that's just what hip hop is now. Hip hop is... However you feel. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I just, it's just not my thing. And it doesn't have to be my thing. And that's fine. That's fine. Ah, uh, shit. B, you know who else died? Prince Philip. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? 
Who gives a shit? I you promise you, you don't I don't give a shit. Oh, B, I don't know if you... you <laughs> I, I thought you were a history buff. You know that you know our country, this here United States, started as a colony of Great Britain, of the Empire, the Royal Empire. And yeah. so, you know, as much as we like to pretend that, you know, we don't have a monarch, it's actually, you know, Queen Mary and her and her Queen Elizabeth, I'm sorry, and her husband, uh the the Duke of, of Edinburgh. I think that's his title. I don't know. He was he died on April 9th. And he was 99. 99 years old. You flip those mm-hmm. nines upside down, and <laughs> that's, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, man, it's, it's, it's a shame. They had such a love affair, such, a, such a, a storied love affair. I don't remember ever seeing them ever together, ever. That's because he's not the king. The prince of lizards. He's not the king. You got to, you know, shit, you got to keep that spotlight, you know. Was it <laughs> like the Temptations? You know, uh, ain't nobody coming to see <laughs> Prince Philip. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, so um, Harry, uh, white chocolate Harry, he flying down there to say goodbye to his uh, to his grandpa. Man, Megan ain't going. She said, her "Doctor say she can't fly." <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I love it. <laughs> like, sure, all right. You say, my doctor said I can't fly. Who's your doctor? Don't worry about who my doctor is. I told you I can't. Are you pregnant? Is she pregnant? I don't even know. I don't know either. I told her she should fly. So shit. I think she no, she's not pregnant, is she? She, she gonna I guess she'll send some flowers. I wonder what color that baby's gonna be. How shit. How dark that baby's gonna be. It'll look like Michael Blackson, it'll be fine. Uh, right. shit, man. So I I just you know, here's some funny shit, B. So apparently uh the BBC television network. Uh-huh. They've gotten complaints because people don't don't really give a fuck about Prince Philip. <laughs> <laughs> got this wall to wall coverage. Like this nigga was almost hundred. He wasn't even the king, right? I'm trying to figure out is he Prince Charles's daddy? I guess so. I'm trying to figure that out. I don't even. I don't know. Who cares? I mean, B, if you marry the queen, don't you get to be king? Is that not how that? Goes? I don't. I don't know. I thought so, but I guess this has to do with the bloodline, though. The bloodline is in her family, not his. Oh, shit, man. I don't know. You know, you and I we're deluded. We, we're deluded with the common people because you know our Egyptian king and queen blood has been diluted many, many times over. So, but I, you know, I'm as not a commoner, as, I'm not as a British commoner. I guess you know. Uh, shit, man. Uh, my my king ninety nine years. My king and queen lineage came from Mali. I wasn't from Ethiopia. Oh. Oh, you went ahead and did that 23 and me, huh? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Gave them all the codes and shit. Yeah, man. They cloning your ass right now. Um, That'll be cool. The world needs more me. Know? Well, would you share a soul? Shit, no. But it's you. Nah, I'm good. Would it be? But can there be? Can there be? Okay, so. Can there be an identical you that's not you? You're a, you're, existential. A, you're a Marvel fan. Of course, there's a multiverse. No, we're not talking about the multiverse. We're talking about a shared space. Clearly, you didn't watch the finale of One Division. Oh, you mean like another me here? Right. Nah, bro. Come on. I thought we were talking about like another universe or parallel no. universe. No. Okay, Can't be two of me here. That'd let's be go 20 that, years in the future. That'd be let's too say much I can, I, can, I, can, I can take, you know, you, you come on out here to beautiful, sunny Los Angeles County, and somehow or another, you drop a hair follicle, and I go in and I package that shit up, and I have somebody create a, a an entire be honest, and somehow or another age that motherfucker up to your age right now. 
would he create? Oh, oh. Would he create a competing uh, podcast network? Why would he? He thinks he already has one. No, nah, that nigga got to go then. I'm just saying. <laughs> he I mean, got to go. Oh, it's, it's an interesting concept. Uh, can there be two of you from the same thing? Is there? Is can you split the soul? From whence comes the soul? Hey, that's another day for that. It's not that podcast today. Yeah, but even you're about, so, uh, you about to get me. I was about to change change directions completely. Yeah, let's not do that. But Prince Philip, man, shit. I, I'm sorry. My uh, condolences. I don't give a shit. Do they do 21 gun salutes or shit when they do that? I don't think they, they carry bear him with a sword. I don't think they carry they get a sword. I think they just get clap or something. But does he? Do they bear him with a sword like Excalibur? Does he have Excalibur? Probably. Yep. Um, he was old saw, as shit, you know, though. He looked old as shit. He looked dead two years ago. Yeah. Um, oh, B, I saw some disrespectful shit. They had that picture of Prince Philip when they brought him back from the hospital, the one where he looks dead. <laughs> singing, they moved his mouth, one of those deep fakes, and you know what he was singing. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. First he gonna rock. Then we gonna it was fucking it was a great deep fake shit looked like he was really singing that shit wow yeah man and niggas but in any event man I you know I'm I, I saw another meme where the uh or uh, Queen Elizabeth is on like Tinder <laughs> so he has a Tinder profile ninety four years old I was like shit man what about that deep fake in the um, Ozzy Brothers and Earth Wind and Fire verses. No deep fake, man. You better get all the way up out of here, man. Mr. Biggs did that <laughs> shit. Hey, man, we talked about, I don't know, we were talking earlier. I don't know if we was talking earlier right now or a little no, bit earlier today. Earlier, but earlier. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> as any good businessman would do, Ronald Leslie and, and, and the Isley Brothers have released a single called uh, Family and Friends. I heard it. I it's, heard it. uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a step in the name of love, uh, cha cha slide confusion. Uh, Clearly, there was some static <laughs> on the phone when Ronald Lisley was working on this shit with R. Kelly. Clearly, the Cook County Correctional Facility's phone, <laughs> there was some static because they couldn't work this shit on out. I know Isley, we talked about the Isley Brothers. The Isley Brothers have hits in every decade. This ain't going to be one of them. Now, the 20s, the 20s are not their years. Yeah, man. They had Uncle Snoop on there. Snoop, you want to get on this? You know what? I want to live. I'd love to be Snoop Dogg. What won't that nigga do? <laughs> Him and Shaq, they just do whatever the fuck, whenever the fuck, however the fuck. They don't care. Yeah, they but, will do literally anything. But Shaq is not a crip. That's what's so crazy about all this with Snoop. Like, that's what's the most crazy is about all of this. Is he, though? <laughs> is he still? <laughs> to the is world. Is he? To the world. Is maybe, he? Not, maybe not to LA dudes, but to the world, we the way we see it is, oh, this, this dude is a, a crip? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, did he ever do some things? I don't know. Let him tell I it. I don't know. I don't know, man. Murder was a case. Maybe. Let him tell it. I guess. I. Yeah, the one time he was trying to do some hood rat shit with his friends, it went way wrong. <laughs> 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 that nigga, but since then, that nigga's been in the movies. He's been a. Um, he's been a, a, a reggae artist. Wrestler. He's been a wrestler. He's been an EDM artist. A celebrity chef. He's him and Martha Stewart did a, a little thing together. He, I have his cookbook. This nigga has done. He's a coach. He's he has a cookbook. Do you have the cookbook? <laughs> I don't have a cookbook. 
He has the cookbook. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's just like uh, he's been a, as a, a sports announcer. Sports announcer. I forgot about that one. Hey, shit, man. I mean, him and Shaq, neck and neck. Shaq was wrestled. Shaq wrestled last month. Nah, Shaq is um Shaq is on another level though. Shaq is crazy. His business, like he has, he has so many businesses. Okay, we're not talking about that. We're talking about just living life. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Wake up and what the fuck am I gonna do today? Hang gliding? Why the fuck not? Right, crew. But, but what I'm saying is Shaq has the ability to 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 at this point he's idle rich. So he can do he can literally just do whatever. Snoop doesn't seem to have been that incredibly successful in the, the second half of his career as far as as far as music goes. So he's doing like he's on another another planet, kind of. Come on, yeah. dog. Snoop Lion. You think Snoop Lion got got the streams? Come on, man. I I, I, I like I like Snoop Lion. No, you did not. Name name two Snoop Lion songs. Okay. Quick, quick. Lighters up. Fruit juice. Um, wow. Put your lighters up. Uh, yeah. Wow. Fruit juice. Come here, that fruit juice. Wow. I've never heard either of these songs. I'm assuming all guns down. Me. That's with him and his and his, and his little girl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Shit. Snoop Lion. Okay. He, he got man. He got classics. No. Like, not really, but he, no. he got some people on there. <laughs> okay. He got Bunny Whaler on there. He got a uh, fuck. What's the guy? Mm, finally, Derbs come around. Ah, oh, what's his name? Shit. Anyway, yeah. No, it, it's not. Hey, hey, B. It's not good. But there are some songs on there that's not terrible. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, they ain't good. So. But you could play maybe one of those songs in Jamaica, the one with Kali Buds. You could probably play that one, and did people you, be like, "Oh, did you used to get jiggy to uh, sensual seduction? Sensual seduction. I wanna take it slow. Yeah, I like it. Nah, Snoop's no. last good song was the one with Pharrell." Beautiful or whatever. That was it. Nah, man. He had that with Justin Timberlake and Charlie Wilson. Nah, bro. Charlie Science. Wilson has never been good outside of the Gap Band, ever. Come on, man. Come. First name Charlie? Awful. Last name Wilson? Both names suck. Damn. I mean, that's... Charlie Wilson was... was disrespecting legends. The Gap... No. Come on. Gap Band, they're legends. Charlie Wilson, to me, has never been good outside of the Gap Band. Don't don't do don't do Uncle Charlie like that. All Uncle Charlie trying to do is make a dollar or two and have your movie feed. Don't do him like that, B. Yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway, man. So yeah, I, when I when I grow up, I either want to be Ronald Isley, except I don't want to do any time for tax evasion. Don't take the hat or off. Snoop a shack. Just wake wake up every goddamn morning and just like, you know, just scroll through Instagram and say, Oh, I'll do this shit today. Uh, I wondered all shit, those man. those women who were calling him Zaddy and all that bullshit, did they feel that way when he took their hat off in that video? Yeah, B, I think they did. I, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think you're going to have to stop this light skin on light skin hate and just accept, yeah, that nigga's magical. I don't know why. It's like some Prince shit. I, he just magical. Okay. This is what it is. And you're lying to yourself thinking you don't want to be Ronald Isley. You're just lying. Don't do that, B. Man, don't I'm, do that. I'm way better than Ronald Isley. Talking about looks? Thump, no, we talking about B. looks? Come on, man. Ron we going to do this, B? We're going to do this. Ron Isley was always ugly. He, he was always ugly. I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. Ronald Isley, look at, look at those old pictures of Ronald Isley. Listen, y'all look over, B. I don't know. You know how light-skinned dudes get. He's, you know, he's intimidated by, oh by a fellow light-skinned. Sometimes it happens. Hate to see it. Normally they stick together, but when they don't, you hate to see it. Um, always. Any of it, ugly. man. Uh, oh, by the way, a good, a good girl, Tessica. Remember Tessica's pregnant? Yeah, I heard you said that. Yeah, um, with kid number five. 
<laughs> she had four already? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this was probably, you know, she was due. It was She was due for another one, so... Uh, any event, um, <clears throat> all right, enough of the bullshit. Let's get to some real shit. So George Floyd, uh, uh, murder, uh, the trial for Derek Chauvin has started the Chauvin trial. Um, I gotta say, B, have you heard much about this? You've been paying attention to it. I've been watching some of it. I've been watching. Yeah, I, I have not. I don't, I don't, I don't, I just get the highlights. I don't, I don't want to watch it. Um, because, you know, we live in America and I'm black. So there's that. And, and what does that you mean? know, justice system for cops that killed a black person. Yeah. So, so, you know, we'll have to, uh, you know, I hope that justice is served, but I don't know. B, you got to stop sending me this Ronald Isley shit, man. You just, it's just, it's Mr. Big changed all the shit, man. Look B, at that just, picture, man. You're going to compare me to that ugly motherfucker? Hey, that's not Mr. Big. That's Ronald Isley. Okay, Mr. Isley. Big turned the corner. <laughs> Mr. B, Mr. Big, we got to get like Mr. Big. I didn't say get like the nigga with the, with the, with the, with the tassels and the stuff. <laughs> on the, no, not, not that Ronald. No, that's, that's Ronnie Isley, not him. I'm talking about Mr. Big going forward. Um, anyway, but, um. Anyway, like I was saying, so I'm not watching the trial directly. I'm just getting the the the, uh, highlights. You know, the highlights later. It looks like um, the blue wall cracked, and there are a lot of his his supervisor and other cops are testifying and saying this is not okay. It's not what we teach. This yeah. was uh, the defense is is kind of you know struggling. Um, I don't think that's happening. I don't think I don't think the, I think the defense is doing actually really well. But I agree that a lot of his colleagues, including his supervisors and high-ranking police officials, are not siding with him. Mm, if you say so, regarding the the defense, again, you're probably watching it more closely than I am because, like I said, I'm I'm a black man in America. I'm watching a murder trial in which the defendant is a police officer, so I have low expectations. Yeah. Um. So you know, we'll see how it progresses. I mean. I, First, the plaintiff uh, uh, puts on, not the plaintiff, first the prosecution puts on their case, and then the defense will be able to put on their case. And I think, from what I can tell, they're going to lean toward a uh, couple things. One, uh, they're going to try to say that they think there was something else. There are other issues that Mr. Floyd had that uh, that Derek Chauvin would not have been aware of that contributed to his death, even though that's not really the standard. The other thing is they're going to try to put forth this defense that uh, Mr. Chauvin was uh, scared is not the right word. No, um, you're right. That, I would I would scared as close. It's a very close synonym to whatever he was. Be, because of the cameras, people with with cell phones and things, somehow or another that 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 put him in a no, in a. Uh, that's in not a, that's uh, not what they're playing. They're saying that he was in a hostile environment. That's right. That's, that's also with people with camera phones and stuff pointing no, at him and the crowd gathering. And bitches and your bitch punk ass. There are people like yelling like that. So that's mm-hmm. from, from what I've seen in the testimony. Um, what, what it looks like that they're preparing is, one, that the drugs had more to do with his death than it was that was led on to. And two, that all the police officers who were there in responding, in responding to the, the uh, George Floyd felt... Um, and they were in a hostile environment and attacked because everybody around them was screaming, yelling, 
uh, obscenities, et cetera. But the one thing I think was pretty good about the judge, I don't know if you saw this or not, but the defense was trying to bring into evidence that there was fentanyl and um, methamphetamine in the back of the squad car. So basically saying that not only was he already high, but that there was some in the car itself. So there was a lot. Uh, even on top of the the pills they found in the console. <clears throat> so what the judge did, though, the judge was like, "Well, why are we entering?" He he sent the jury out, and he talked to counsel. He's like, "Why are we entering this into the into evidence that there was there was powder in the back seat of the squad car?" He's like, "Well, we, I want to show that we." He's like, he stopped. He's like, "No, well, the point you're trying unless you're trying to say that he took the drugs intentionally to cause his own death. There's no reason to add this. They've already admitted that he had the drugs in his system. That's already on the toxicology report. There's no reason." to further pound this on top of everything else unless you have something to, to prove. What are you trying to prove? And the defense didn't have anything to say. What that showed me was that even if it's, even if in small things, the judge is looking at least to not pile on things that aren't necessary just to make George Floyd look like a bad guy. Well, that's, uh, that's an evidentiary uh, ruling that judges make, uh, particularly if evidence is uh, unnecessarily cumulative, Right. That's what he said. Uh, to further, you know, either uh, cause, you know, uh, undue harm to the other party, uh, or to confuse the issues, confuse the jury. Um, right. So you know, there's nothing wrong with that evidentiary ruling, particularly when you said they didn't have a response on what they were using it for. Right. Um, no, I'm saying that was a good thing, though. At least it shows that, at 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 the very least. That it's possible he could be getting this could be getting you know a fair a fair shake as far as evidence goes and as far as you know what they're allowing I don't know I could be that could be nothing but it felt like something to me. Yeah, but at the end of the day, those twelve people got to decide what they're gonna do. Um. All right, so you know we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I think personally, the prosecution's had a good trial so far particularly with the crumbling of the blue wall, which you do not fucking see. And I think the reason for that is the magnitude of all the things that happened after it, particularly they don't want the cities to burn again. Yeah. Uh, because Uncle Joe ain't sending the National Guard. Um, uh, so we'll see. Like I said, the defense will get a chance to put on its evidence, and then those 12 jurors will decide uh, what they want to do with it. Um, I have low expectations. I think what the lowest charge is, they'll probably get him on. But, you know, as far as, you know, I don't know if he's going to do serious jail time. We'll see. I'd like to be surprised, but we'll see. How are they charging him with murder two and murder three? I don't understand that. Well, murder two and murder three, even though they use the M word, it's probably got different, uh, well, the different levels. So if you can't get murder two, uh, which probably has a heightened sense of, you know, reckless disregard for human life or wanton and reckless, et cetera. Murder three may be something more akin to a higher level of manslaughter. So you bring the charges, um, you bring all you got. And then, you know, you get, I guess the jury will then have an option to decide which one they think, if they think uh, actually fits the elements. So I haven't looked at the uh, Minnesota murder two, so I'm not really sure what's in there. But it's, you know, but, you know, there's a high dollar item they want. And I don't know if they're going to get that one. But I will, ex I do expect them to give guilty verdict on something. But I don't know how much time Chauvin's going to be expected to see. And I don't know how that's going to affect the other officers' cases. 
because, um, you know, you've got some or one that said that was, just, you know, he was just in training and he was just there. Yeah. Uh, then you got another one who's standing there and says, you know, I, I asked him multiple times, you know, you know, can we, you know, can we, can we take him out? Can we give him, can we give him a break, whatnot? And then there's, you know, so there's all these, you know, other defenses that the, the, each of these other cops are going to point back to Chauvin and whatever Chauvin gets, they're going to say, you know, I should get lesser than what he did because it was not my foot on his neck. Right. And or I, to- I asked, why were we doing this? And or I wasn't even over there. I was just standing. So right. it's going to be in descending order. So whatever Chauvin gets, I'd expect all, the rest of them will get descending order lesser charges. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Um, uh, if anything ever happens to me, I want you to make sure that Ben Crump says nothing on my behalf. <laughs> okay. Just, yeah, I don't get yeah, a no, Just, no, oh, fuck man. Speak better. Um, all right. So hopefully some justice will be, will be given. It does not matter. The family recovered that 20 plus million dollar, uh, Settlement from the city that has nothing to do with with justice. That's just civil, right? A civil suit. Um, so, Georgia voter suppression. Texas following suit. Uh, there was a hot mic or a recording in which a Texas uh, state GOP member was overheard saying that they're going to send an army of poll watchers to Harris County for the upcoming election. Harris County is where Houston is. Harris County was a, uh, had a huge people of color turnout. And so uh, just like Georgia, you know, Texas is going to follow suit. And a lot of these other states are going to, Southern states are going to follow suit to try to do Jim Crow 2.0. People think when you say Jim Crow, that the laws legit mean if you're black, you can't do this. No voting while black. That's not how it works. The poll taxes, the ID requirements, you know, it's more sophisticated than that. So when, you know, governor of Georgia uh, is trying to say, well, you know, they're not talking about all the other things we put in there. Jim Crow 2.0 or Jim Crow is, is not, racism doesn't always have to be directly in your face. That's not how Jim Crow, you know, it's not how, how Jim Crow laws came to be. It wasn't, you know, you already, it wasn't, you know, niggas can't vote. Niggas can't do this. Niggas can't be here. Niggas can't own land. That's not how, that's not, you know, you find different ways to get the same idea to exclude uh, people who, you know, are in areas either socially, economically, you find different ways to get around that. And so, you know, we're going to see what happens when these laws go to the Supreme Court, but it's not looking good. The Supreme Court seems to be settling, siding more so than not with state governments. Uh, There was a 5-4 uh, Supreme Court decision uh, essentially says that there cannot be any type of COVID prohibitions that negatively affect religious organizations. For example, we don't want people to gather more than 50 people in one spot because of COVID-19. Well, if I have a church or a mega church and I don't want to follow that, then I have a constitutional right to exercise, you know, my first amendment rights. If I want to, you know, if I want to gather and worship and I want to have 2,500 people in, in my super church, you can't stop me. Or in the middle of a pandemic, Supreme Court says, no, you can't. It's fine. 
religious freedom. We think about that. We think about uh, someone's religious freedom being able to trump public health codes. <clears throat> nope, I don't think so. I think that that there's a. I think that the law is in place to protect people, even when they're not willing to protect themselves. Supreme Court says no. Supreme Court says as long as you've said you're practicing your religion, hey, this is America, man. One nation under God. That's. That's I'm obviously I'm 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 toning down, I'm paraphrasing, but the Supreme Court, which now has a heavy lean evangelical uh set of justices on that with the last two, Amy Coney Barrett and uh and Kavanaugh, they're they're evangelical types. So but how they, how, they, how does it how does that factor in then when someone gets sick and can prove that they got sick at a Christian event? Doesn't matter? It's like right. God well, I, God how got would you, you prove that. Why do you prove any well, of Well, either way, the, uh, the government can't give a, I, I guess one argument might be it's, a, it's what's called a prior restraint or it's a restraint on your free speech. It's a restraint on your ability to practice your religion, violation of your First Amendment rights. Government, a government, a government actor, the state can't stop you from doing that. Now, if you have a civil suit, maybe, but the government can't prohibit you from, from gathering to practice your religion. That's what the Supreme Court said yesterday or i think it was friday so i mean it's it sounds ridiculous b because it is ridiculous it is so like what if you just work at the church and you're not you're not you, that's your job that's your income that's how you make a living so you have to go well, and you better not you better not be you know you better not be looking for birth control because <laughs> if i find that out i'm firing your ass and you're not fucking suing me because that's my right to practice my religion wow so one of the things I've always said is that the Supreme Court really fucking matters because they make the rules that decide a lot of important stuff that goes on in our lives. Right. And right now we've got essentially a heavily right Christian evangelical leaning court that's going to have major impacts on Roe v. Wade. Uh, it's already had an impact. If we go into another COVID surge, which it looks like we are because people under age of 25 said, fuck it, um, you won't be able to limit gatherings as long as people can say, oh, you know, religious freedom. Mm. Um, speaking of, of, of COVID uh, and this new surge, um, cases up, Michigan, Nevada, handful of other places. Uh, vaccinations are up. Vaccinations are, are up, but, you know, not fast enough. Um, looks like we're not going to reach herd immunity and the thing's going to keep, uh, uh, the virus is going to keep on mutating. What that's going to result in, I don't know. In California, we're going to be wide open in June 15. We already are. Last weekend. Uh, I don't know how we got to that idea that we're good, but that's what we're doing in California. Texas is open right now. Um, and I saw an interesting, um, stat apparently in the military, 40% of people in the armed services are refusing to take the COVID vaccination. Ooh. What do you think about that? I think they can't. They can't refuse. Well, they can because right now it only has emergency authorization. Oh, okay. Apparently, it would require it to be not an emergency, you know, an actual, you know, normal channel, not emergency authorization. Then the military could require them. There's some obscure uh, law that I'm, I'm not even sure how old it is, but because it has that emergency authorization they don't have, they can't force them to take it yet. You know what I said yet? Yeah, because I, I mean, it, it, and Kuta, it's like, if, I'm not going to let Ben Crump get anywhere near you. 
because he's the Cardi B of attorneys. I won't let that happen. But if something happens to me and they can't explain it, it's because of those fucking anthrax shot series that they made me take in the military. I've had a lot of trouble from it, and they forced us to take it or get kicked out with dishonorable discharge. So it's coming. All you military guys, it's coming. If, if, you, if, you, want, if you don't want to take the, the vaccine, you're going to have to get it out. And if yeah. you get out, it's going to be dishonorable. Right. So, um, interesting. You know, obviously the problem with all of this is that for most people that are anti-vaxxers, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it is the political, the politicization of the vaccine and the making it, you know, be a, you know, a Democrat or a GOP situation uh, as far as, oh, you want a vaccine? Well, I guess, mind you, there are liberals who don't want to take the vaccine who are anti-vaxxers, but a large part of it is is just, you know, how Trump carried about making it seem like this is the flu and it's fine. Well, that's what I was going to say because um, I, I put that article or the video in um, in Discord this week about the Michigan, Michiganders, I didn't know they were called that, that um, were fully vaccinated and 246 of them have uh, tested positive for COVID. Three of those people died. It's weird that a blue, I mean, a, a blue state would let that come out and be like a, a headline. Michigan is actually damn near purple. Uh, so I, I wouldn't. <laughs> Michigan is is damn near purple. Uh, it's crazy in Michigan, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, we we are still learning what you got. I mean, I, was, I saw some study from the CDC that, or, or some quote from the CDC that they're that potentially you get six months immunity. Potentially, potentially. <laughs> By the way, I'm getting my second shot tomorrow. Wish me luck. Good luck. Um, it's the battle. I'll jump all the way from 80% to 90%. So, yeah. You know, this, after that, we may have told me nothing. This um, is the rough one, though, right? This is the one they say that gives you, knocks you down a little bit. I'll let you know next weekend. Uh, but so, you know, I, we don't know what we got. We, there's another study I read that says one out of three people that have uh, COVID um, symptoms suffer diminished mental capacity. That's frightening. Yeah. Did 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 your two vaccines go were they 28 days apart? Uh, uh hold on a second. Got my little vaccine card here. Uh, I got it on March 22nd and tomorrow will be April 12th. So maths somewhere around there. It's just weird that they would fucking pick 28 days. Between the vac- like that movie, yes. What the fuck is wrong with them, man? Why? That's not funny. Like we're laughing at it. That shit is not funny though. Like not superstitious or anything. But come on, man. Y'all could have done thirty days. You could have just like a, a, a clean month. Well, you know, you say that, but now there are people who are advocating that um, you can go even a little bit longer, and they are saying, you know, let's not, let's just get everyone a first dose now. Right. That's the minority view, but that is a view, and it's not a small minority. Because when you get that first dose with the Pfizer and the Moderna, you're supposed to have 80% efficacy. Mm, wow. And when you get the second dose, it goes up to 90%. Yeah. And so the argument goes, okay, you know, we're still not getting people vaccinated fast enough. We need to blow out more vaccine. And the best way to do that is to let people wait on that second vaccine and make sure everyone gets the first one because if one person has 90% efficacy and another person has zero, that's a problem. Right. Whereas two people could have 80% and that helps us get to herd immunity. 
Right. So, you know, but that's that's a that's a big minority, but still a minority view. Uh, so that 10 percent, hopefully I'll get tomorrow. Um, and we still don't know how long is it going to last? What does it really mean? Can I spread it to somebody? I won't get sick. Right. And if I do, it won't be severe. But can I spread it to somebody? So even when you get your vaccine, you, you still have to mask up for the majority of the population, which isn't. I don't even think we're at a quarter of the American population of people who have been vaccinated. Um, luckily, you know, we got that uh, CARES Act, that emergency uh, COVID-19 relief bill uh, through the House and the Senate. Uh, and it won't happen again because Joe Manchin, Democratic senator, is now saying that, or well, is now remembering that he's actually votes for the Republicans more times than not. And so now the Senate is at a deadlock. What this means is that Joe Biden's agenda is probably not getting pushed forward because the, the Senate is at a deadlock. And the House of Representatives, the Democrats are only in the majority by two votes. So this is bad if you are a Democrat and you want Uncle Joe to be able to really put forth some some legislation that was not an executive order. An executive order means the president comes in, he says, do this shit, which means when he's not president anymore, the new president come in and say, hey, don't do that shit. It's not a real law. It's an order that only lasts as long as the sitting president allows it to. Uh, and to get this next wave of relief, which is the big infrastructure bill, uh, that Joe Biden wants to work on the streets, roads, et cetera, and some other stuff in there. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but the United States is like way behind in other civilized nations as far as crumbling roads, bridges, and et cetera. And my, transportation cars, system. my cars know it. So this has been overdue for a long time and it would normally would be something that's not really uh, controversial. You know, most people say, hey, yeah, let's fix this pothole. Fixing a pothole shouldn't be Democrat or Republican. Oh, but it is. Because the Republicans, uh, you know, they want to take the House. They want to take the Senate. And the best way to do that is for Uncle Joe not to really be successful. So the two sides are not talking to each other. And one way to to get past this would be to get rid of the filibuster. Uh, the filibuster uh, would require a majority vote to get rid of it. You, just, you know, you make a new rule. If you don't make the new rule, then any law that needs to be passed requires 60 senators to pass the law. 60. It's split evenly, 50-50. Um, and one of the Democratic senators does not want to get rid of the filibuster. And so everything that will be tied up, well, what is the filibuster? Do you know what a filibuster is? Uh, please school me. I've heard that word a trillion times. So the filibuster was a rule created... Um, Basically, what it means is that anything that comes up to be voted on by the Senate. So back in the day, if you wanted to pass a, uh, pass a law in the Senate, you would need two thirds of the senators. So two thirds of 100. Mm -hmm. Then they created this thing called the filibuster. And um, filibuster will require 60 votes to pass. So what the filibuster is, is this. Someone presents a, uh, a law. Okay. I don't like your law. So I'm going to use the filibuster and we're going to debate your law 
forever unless and until you can get 60 people to say, let's move forward. But if the margins are close, like it is now, 50-50, you can never get 60 people to say, let's move forward, which means if you know that I'm going to debate your law forever, it's not getting passed. Might as well stop now. That's where we are right now. And so to get past that, there are people that are calling for the the Democratic majority to uh, create a new rule. These are internal rules, B. These are not in the Constitution. These are internal Senate rules. They want the Democratic majority to create a new rule to either get rid of the filibuster completely or get rid of it for certain instances. So let's have a specific, this infrastructure bill. Okay, I want to pass this. Okay, well, let's suspend the filibuster on this right now. How? Let's make a new rule. All in favor? Aye. Okay, 51 votes. New rule. Filibuster doesn't apply to this law. Now, the problem with that, B, is that the, the, the parties are not, the, the, the majority, whoever's in the majority flips. So if whoever in the majority flips, that means that whoever has power can just make all sorts of laws and shit. And there's the minority, whoever that is, has no protections at all. Right. That's not good. That's what happened with the, uh, with the Supreme Court nominees. They changed the rules. They got rid of the filibuster for those rules as they pushed all of Trump's people through. And, you know, they weren't able to debate on it because, hey, you, you couldn't filibuster a Kavanaugh. You couldn't filibuster Comey Barrett. They got rid of, they got rid of it in that instance. But you still, they made have, to a new rule. Two, you still have to get two thirds vote, though, right? No. Oh. You need 60. You would need 60. Uh, you would need 60. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Not for confirmations. 60 is for laws. Okay. For laws, you need 60. For confirmations, you don't need 60. You just need 51. Oh, wow. um, but in any event, long story short, so they want, so the, the progressives want the Democrats to just get rid of it so that Joe Biden can, can pass laws that aren't executive orders. One problem, West Virginia Senator Manchin does not want to get rid of the filibuster. No Republican wants to get rid of the filibuster because they're all in the minority, which means you can't. You can't get rid of the filibuster. You would need all 51 of your Democrats to be in agreement. 51 with Vice President Kamala being the 51st vote. So we're not getting rid of the filibuster, which means back when we first started this election cycle, B, I told you it was important for you and the Georgians to vote so that the, so that, uh, the representatives and the senators would have to talk to each other. In the world post-Trump, they're not talking to each other. Gridlocked. We're at gridlock. And I don't know what Joe Biden will be able to get done other than executive order. And whoever comes in after him, be it Kamala or be it, you know, Trump or be it another Republican can undo all of it. So in a sense, there won't be any stability. Every four years, new rules. That's not a way to govern, particularly on things that are fucking important, like infrastructure. There's no reason to say no to infrastructure. Yeah. When I say say no, B, I mean not even negotiate. Non-starter. Don't want to talk about it. Go fuck yourself. Fuck me? No, fuck you. They're not even talking. So this is where we are in 2021. Rest development. So I don't know, B. I don't know what Joe's going to be able to get done. Whatever the fuck he gets done other than this... uh, $1.9 trillion bill he passed is going to be be able to be undone. 
We've got voter suppression in Georgia and Texas and going to come in other places. It's going to go up before the Supreme Court. I would bet money. I would bet your paycheck, B, that the Supreme <laughs> Court is going to defer to whatever the fuck the states do. Yeah. So if Georgia wants to make it harder for, for you know, some Georgians to vote, or I'm sorry, if they want to make elections more secure. Because what's more secure than the most secure election in American history? Yeah. Well, Georgia thinks it can do better. So, you know, it's just a very, there's not a lot of hope of what we're going to, what's going forward be. Uh, Joe wanted to, inter- Uncle Joe wanted to introduce some, some, you know, gun, gun legislation. Can't, can't pass it. Filibuster, we talked about this. Yeah. Republicans are saying, Republicans, Republicans don't want to negotiate at all. It's just no. So any executive order won't stick. So we're in a dangerous place again, B. A place where the people that are supposed to be doing things for their constituents aren't. But isn't that why you got to give a shout out to Cool Man? Oh, man. I'd be remiss. <laughs> That's why you got to give a shout out to Cool Man. Old Coon Man. Old Ralph Norton, governor of Virginia. I appreciate you, B. He was he was he wasn't in my notes, but he was on my mind. Yeah, alley oop. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, wait, which he did two things. Which thing are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about the marijuana thing. Old coon man, coon, coon man smokes a little grass every now to. and then. He, he had to him and the missus. Had to. <laughs> oh, cool man smokes a little grass. He's a he's a cool man. Is le- he done legalized recreational marijuana in Virginia? Yeah, and it dropped any per, uh, prosecutions too. Shit, he, he he might get reelection if B if he gets reelected. Can, is will it be okay? Can he get Robert Downey Jr. status? Can he? He can moonwalk all back into the to the governor house. But look though, from what I read, it wasn't supposed to happen until twenty twenty four. He was like, nah, 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 nah. Going to keep the party started now, and he said, right now, as of right now. We're not arresting anybody for weed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think that, I mean, you, like you said earlier, before we started recording, you have to look at the victories and celebrate the victories. I don't, I don't, I know that, that the federal government is, is fucked up right now, but Kuhn Man is still impressing, impressing the, the world with his, uh, his antics. And he, he did better than that, B. I don't know if you saw the story you might have of the uh, African-American, Afro-Latino, uh, uh, I don't know what branch of the military is. Army. Uh, Army. Get pulled over in a brand new car. You yeah, see that? I did. Um, African-American gentleman was in a brand new, uh, looked like an Escalade or could have been in Tahoe. Not sure. Yeah. Got pulled over by Virginia uh, police. Um, they drew guns on him. <laughs> they told him to get out of the car. He said he was afraid to get out. And one of those motherfuckers said, you should be. He's wearing his, his 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 uniform, by the way. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. What was wrong? Well, he bought a new car. Didn't have a permanent license plate on the back. Clearly, this nigga stole it. Yeah. And he found this this military uniform in the car and put this shit on before he started driving. Oh no no! The guy said, "What are you, a corporal? Where are you?" He's like, "No, I'm a lieutenant." Uppity nigga. They maced him. Sprayed him. Yeah. Pepper spray. Yeah. Pepper spray. Well, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know this about the military, especially in Virginia, is that there is not a friendship between military people 
and police officers. I know that you would think that it feels like it's the same arm and it's, there's some partnership going on, but actually how the people in, in Virginia feel is that military takes over their cities because there's a lot of military in Virginia. So usually, I was stationed in Virginia, by the way. Can you tell? Usually, we are punished harsher than civilians because, one, we're not from there, especially if we're black. It's obvious that we don't belong there. And two, is they have had, um, I guess they feel like the crime came with the military. Even though the military has been there for fucking ever, they feel like the crime comes with the military. So they punish us harsher than they do the normal people. Most people don't realize that about the military and police interaction, but it's, it's really bad. That's fucking disturbing. Really bad. It's, you know, the, you can go watch the video. Uh, it's, it's circulating everywhere. This event happened on December 5th, 2020, because apparently police officers still don't give a fuck about this George Floyd thing. Right. Uh, these fuckers had body cams on, and they, I mean, what did they think? What they thought? They didn't think too much, or they would turn them off. Oh, no, 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 no. The original, the original cop, you can mm-hmm. see it on his face. He's like, we done fucked up. What are you, like, he was like, yo, you've gone too far. But he didn't say anything. He didn't stop him. He didn't say, hey, man, relax. Like, you're, you're going too far with it. He didn't, he put his gun down, but he didn't stop him. He should have told that guy, the, the big guy, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Can, let's yeah, have a- lost his shit. Let's have he a conversation. He was this close to calling him a nigga. He yeah. was this close. I thought he was going to shoot him. He was this close. It was, it was right there. I thought he was going to shoot him. You can look at it. Look at it. If you look at it again, look at the, the when the body cam flips no, to I'm the, not watching this shit again. I saw it one time. That's enough for me. The skinnier guy, the skinnier cop. Well, he's the one that said you should be, though. Yeah, but, but no, I don't think he was. I think it was the one that was coming around the side, right? It wasn't he the guy said, coming from the back. I couldn't tell. Yeah, but I just the, heard somebody the, say you should be the guy coming from the back. I, I think it was the other guy, the more aggressive mm-hmm. guy. The guy coming from the back. You when that body cam flipped and you saw it when they were close up on him at this point, he grabbed his arm. The the, the skinny cop looked like oh shit, this is not. Um, we're not gonna we're not gonna do well in the on this hearing. You could see it on mm-hmm. his face, but it was way too late at that point. Why the hell they had guns drawn on this guy from the rip? No idea. Why they were yelling and so aggressive? No fucking idea. Once they realized he was a military person and he's saying, hey, man, I'm a veteran. This is how you treat I'm a vet, too. That's what the cops, the big cops said. Get the fuck out of here, man. I promise you, Kunta, you would be surprised at how poorly they treat service members in Virginia. It's ridiculous. You know who else thought that shit was completely ridiculous? Northam. And I'm, I'm excited to hear about Oh, Coon Man said, fuck this shit. What do you we need an investigation right now. Oh, shit. Oh, you were, I thought you knew, knew. No, yeah, cool. Yeah, he's called for a full investigation on this shit. Wow. Yeah, yeah he's not. Shit, Northam for president, man. Fuck. Wow. And you just think from blackface to this. From blackface shit. to blacks can't exactly, get maced. Man. Uh, you know what? I, I'm here for Robert Downey Jr., Coon Man. Yeah, man. Those are the only Osiris, two. Osiris, MJ. Only two. And we're going to see this. I can't wait for this presidential run after Kamala, of course, but we're going <laughs> to see it, man. We're going to see what happens with the defense next week on the Floyd trial. Uh, we're going to see um, what the numbers look like. Spring break just happened, man. Yeah. People lost their goddamn minds. DMX died. They had a goddamn concert in Florida. They was rushing the streets. And somebody said, New York, we next. We're going to see what these COVID numbers look like in another week, man. And we're going to see what, 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 what Coon Man will do to uplift the race. We're going to find out. No matter what he does or doesn't do, it will be black on both sides. But nothing is black and white. 